this week on Moms Moving On. I think he, he taught me that I truly do want to be on a growth path. I don't want to be the same person I am 20 years ago or I was 20 years ago. And I, and I, I'm still not, you know, where I want to be. And I'm still becoming the you know person that I really truly want to become. And I have a long, long way to go. And that's, what's beautiful is that, um, I truly want to learn the next thing and read the next book and, 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 you know, and, and evolve. And there's nothing wrong if you don't want to do There's nothing wrong with that. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hi, everyone. We're back in my favorite place here with you, my microphone, and none other than the official Mrs. Karen Stanley. She's a vision in Violet today, and I am so excited to have her here because she's going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, not so much topics, but perspectives. Instead of looking at her ex with rage and anger and like wanting to hit him with something hard and sharp, she's looking at her ex as one of her greatest teachers. And that's a lesson we could all learn so much from. Instead of sitting here in this sad victim mode, why don't we take the lessons, learn them, and move on. So that's exactly what Karen is here to help us with today. She's the author of the book, Becoming Mrs. Stanley, and it's the single mom's guide to creating the life you want. Love that title. And she also has like a really cute relationship with her husband. He's your second husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really cute relationship that you can like follow on Instagram. They have matching tattoos. It's pretty cool. And I'm going to want to know more about that. But anyway, Before I keep talking, Karen, it's so nice to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I feel like there's so much we can unpack, but first let's start with the matching tattoos because they're adorable. Thank you. Oh yeah. So John's a Leo. So Leo, the lion, and um, we wanted to do something cool, like not, I don't know. We just want to have something matching, but not... And uh, it was a really, it was really fun. It was just a, he's got the lion, I'm the lioness. And we always talk about that and are, you know, really partners in crime and everything. And um, it's so exciting. It really is the best feeling in the whole world. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I'm on my second marriage and I have to say, I wake up every day. Like the word is excited. Like I'm so excited for the life we get to live together, whether that means just ordering in and sitting on the couch or whatever adventure we're going to hit next. It's exciting to be with the person who fulfills you. It truly is. And that's why I wrote the book in the first place. And I can't wait to read yours. I just ordered it. And I, um, and that's why I share the things, you know, about our relationship, because I think a lot of people, their, uh, their beliefs are, are based on what they've had in in the past. So based on the experience, oh, well, I didn't have that. I never had that, you know, or that's not possible. Right. But that's based on everything that you've already experienced. So that doesn't necessarily dictate your future. And so that's why I, you know, I post and he's a, he's a cutie and he does adore his wife and he loves me and cherishes me. And I'm his top priority. And I had never experienced that before. So I had to, you know, push myself and to, to change those beliefs to create, you know, the relationship that I really wanted. And not only did you not experience it, you came from a marriage where there was abuse. You dealt with divorce, bankruptcy, foreclosure, even losing your car. 
while you were raising two kids alone. So you went from one total extreme to the other. Yeah. So I went through sexual abuse when I was a little child. So I did not necessarily have abuse in my marriage. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And, but I like, I, I talk about that now, which I never have before ever in my entire life, because I feel like so many people have gone through it and, and, and then we don't talk about it. Yes. First of all, there's so much shame and stigma behind it. No one wants to talk about it, but what people don't understand is that experience is ultimately going to reflect what your relationship is like with your partner or spouse. hundred percent. It shapes your beliefs, your core beliefs, especially when it happens so young. And so until I realized that, that I was just a tool for men, I believed that men only wanted me for sex. Men only wanted me to fulfill their, you know, their desires and how I made them look and feel. I had to really work on that belief because it's absolutely not true. Obviously sounds, it sounds obvious to someone else saying it, but people who have gone through these experiences, we have beliefs that shaped our, that shaped our life, shaped our relationships, right? Absolutely. Just like you said. Yeah. So we went through a lot, you know, I've always been kind of an all or nothing kind of girl. (laughs) Might as well burn the whole house down and just start all over. But yeah, you know, I got divorced during the recession. So um, I lost all my clients and all my income and, uh, you know, just started all over again. Sometimes um, I I truly believe that's a blessing, just literally with the clean slate. Rock bottom. Start all over. I talk about it all the time. I'm a sucker for new beginnings. You don't really get one until you really said, okay, well, how, how the hell did I end up here? Now, what do I do? And that's when the claws come out and you literally claw your way back up. You will, it's your only option unless you want to stay at rock bottom. And I think that's such a beautiful transformative time in any woman's life. Truly, I believe that too, because I think we wouldn't make necessarily those hard choices when everything's kind of going okay. Mm-hmm kind of settle for okay. But when it's nothing, when you're, you're literally starting all over again, well, you, you don't have any choice and that forces you to get out of your comfort zone. It forces you to take a look at now, what do I want my life to look like? How do I avoid this in the future? What do I need to do? And what do I need to learn? Mm-hmm. And we talked about, you know, that's why I wanted to talk about the X is your greatest teacher, because I spent so many years telling the same stories. Guess but I guess, you know, you, they're not about me. They're about him. Right. So I love telling, tell me a little bit about your divorce and how you felt at the time that it happened. Well, I was devastated. You know, no one wants to get a divorce. I, everybody thinks that they're going to get married forever and they fall in love and everything's going to be fine. Well, I was a 22 year old kid when I met him and we got married when I was 25 and he was my real, my first actual relationship, my first real boyfriend. Um, I had dated a little bit, but, you know, I was just so young and so naive. Um, and it didn't really occur to me to talk about the, you know, what our values, what values are, were they the same and take a, a real hard look at what do we really have in common? What, what's our view, our, you know, our, our future look like, you know, it's our dreams. What are, are they, are they similar? You know, can we work together and, 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 and go forward with those things? It didn't occur to me to even ask so, those questions, quite frankly. I was just I a young kid. Knew, Karen, that first marriage is like, is he good on paper? Is, you know, is he tall? Is, does he have a good job? Okay, great. We're going to be married and be happily ever after. That's the mistake all of us make. Yeah, what could possibly You're go so wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, so, um, and I didn't, and, you know, and, and we had, uh, 
nothing in common. We had two beautiful children and we even went to therapy and he was always so confused. Like what's going on here? Who, who are you? First of all, you know, and he's telling the therapist, well, I'm the same guy that she married. And you know what? He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Why did I think there was going to be similar growth and similar paths and similar changes in both of our lives together? Why would I assume that? I just did. Right. Right. So why am I making him a bad guy? Because he wants things to stay the same. He doesn't want change. He likes the things that he likes to do. He likes the life that it was. He likes the life that we had when I was 22. He doesn't want anything different. Men marry women hoping they don't change and women marry men hoping they do change. Right. The same. It's so silly. It's so <laughs> silly. I saw that for the first time and went, oh my gosh, that's so true. At least it was true for me. Yeah. Although, you know, when you're young and you, you really don't know exactly what, how you're going to change either. I mean, I couldn't have predicted the future at all, like not even close. So you, you, you grow and change or you don't. And so if you both have a growth mindset, then you're going to be fine, even if you get married at 22. Um, but if you don't, then you're probably not going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Um, our kids are, so we got, we got, uh, separated in 2007. So right, like I said, right around the recession started and we were in, I'm in the marketing business. So that's the first thing that people cut when they're trying to cut expenses is their advertising budget. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, and I lost everything and, uh, moved into a rental home. You know, I always call it the nasty rental, shitty apartments, excuse my French, <laughs> because I didn't even see it. And I didn't even see the house. It just with the rental properties going like this is in Arizona and everybody was losing their house and everybody was needed a rental house. And so it was humiliating. And so I, I took all of the uh, responsibility for the financial loss and the financial burden and the financial failure, but I didn't take any responsibility for the marriage, you know, for my part in the marriage. And I made him out to be the devil and the worst human. And I love telling this story, if you don't mind, because I spent a lot of time telling stories and usually the same ones over and over again. When my daughter was born, she had a blockage in her, um, in her intestines, which we didn't know. She kept throwing up green, which she was my second child. So I knew that that wasn't right. right. But she was born at night, right? So the night nurse came in. It was, as it turned out, was not a pediatric nurse, uh, or ne- I'm not sure what they're called. She's not a baby nurse. And uh, she was covering on that floor. Said, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She's fine. Okay. Well, a pediatrician doing her rounds came by at five in the morning. So baby's not even 12 hours old. She's like eight hours old at this point. And um, everything was fine. The nurse said she was fine. Everyone says she was fine as she kept throwing up. So we went home still in my gut. I'm saying this is not right. Next morning. My cousin comes over and she said, this is what, what's going on. She, this is green. Like her, you know, it's, it's, uh, this is not right. That's stomach acid. Right. You know, like we know our, my alarms are all going off and right. I'm calling the pediatrician and she, he says, come in right the second. And like everybody in the whole world knew what it was, except for me, they weren't telling me what it was. So finally we, we get to the ER, we get to the radiology, they strap her to the board. They show me in her stomach how it's a, it's, you know, a blockage and then a balloon. This is because it's stopped right here. This is expanding like this. Something that used to, you know, used to cause deaths of children all the time before technology, right? All the time. It's very common. He said it's very common. So 
so, you know, the surgeon is putting on his, his, you know, scrubs waiting for us to get down there. He, everybody knows what's happening. And for, they finally tell me we're going to do surgery. We're going to, you know, cut her open. We're going to, you know, we're going to open up this wound. She'll be fine. We're going to keep her, you know, here took, you know, several weeks. Surgery was a couple hours. So I go to the waiting room. I'm by myself. Ex-husband says, I can't handle this. I got to get out of here. So I had given birth two days before that. Our child was not even two days old, right? And he leaves me alone in the emergency room. I mean, in the waiting room. And I think about how that makes him look. That's why I told the story in the first place. Think about the emotion that I say, that story. Can you, and everybody goes, oh my God. And I get so much attention and so much sympathy. And you know what? Why? Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. That's not helping me. Mm-hmm. He's not a monster. Mm-hmm. He, his child is also in surgery and he needs to take a breather. Mm-hmm. Does that make him a monster? No. But when we do this and we tell these stories on purpose with these really heightened emotions and these strong words and all this impact, we are doing that for a reason. And we're doing that to get sympathy and sympathy is a crutch and it keeps us stuck. Oh yeah. How many years did I do that? Years. And so I don't tell that story anymore. (laughs) Well, I just did (laughs) to prove a point, right? But there's a lesson in that because I think I always say when a woman gets divorced, she has two choices. She's going to be the victim or the victor. And it's like really not not many choose to just like leave it all behind and not give blame or make the other person the villain. But there are women like you and I who decide, okay, whatever it was, was we're going to take the lessons and move on. So how are you able to break that negativity and change your mindset? Oh, well, I had a lot of therapy, you know, I had a wonderful coach and I'm serious. I recommend it to everybody. (laughs) Hire Michelle. Um, I, so, you know, so I learned what it is when you have a belief about something, like we mentioned before, it's the experience. And then it's not the experience about it. It's the story that you create. And then your belief is just a thought you say over and over and over and over again. Right. I was also taught a wonderful analogy about how life lessons they come by whether you grab it and learn it well it's not like a river it's like a lazy river and i love that analogy because if you don't get it the first time it's going to come back around again so you're not all hope is not all lost right if you i didn't learn anything <laughs> for the first couple of years i just blamed and you know and you know drank wine and smoked cigarettes and but you know that's, got to but that's, that's um, you know what that's an important part of the process and you can't like talk yourself down because of that because i truly mm-hmm. believe like you have to go through that hot mess express process because if you don't have it if you don't let it all out somewhere it's bound to come out in ways you don't want it to in your next relationship on your kids it's it's going to come out so the fact that you took the time to get it all out in the way you needed to get it out great you did that but then you moved on from it good i'm glad you said that because yeah we have to talk it out until we're done talking i think sometimes you know get it all out like you said you can't hold it all in but i for me Eventually, after dating a little bit here and there, and then I would, you know, retreat to my room and say, dating sucks, you know, men are the worst, all of my beliefs about relationships and about men. 
And then I tend to tiptoe out, go on a couple of dates, be disappointed, and then retreat to my room and just not date for a year or two. I did this a lot. I was a single mom for eight years. Um, at the end, I sat there and said, what is it that I really want? What is it that I truly, truly desire? What is in my heart? And for me, having the partnership and the husband that I had always wanted was enough of a why. It was enough of a reason to really look inside and do the work and take a look at the girl in the mirror. What is, what is preventing me from that? Um, and I was a maid of honor at a wedding um, in 2013. She was also a single mom. She also had two children. She also worked from home. You know, so these things that we say about ours, how, do, how am I going to meet somebody who's going to want to sign up for this, you know, circus going on in my rental <laughs> house, you know, my financial disaster. I don't even have a credit card because I ruined my credit. Uh, you know, all of these things that we believe are perhaps reasons that we'll just stick it out. We'll just stay single. We will not pursue our dreams. And I looked at her. I said, okay, the circumstances are basically the same, not exactly, but basically the same. What is she, what is the difference? What does she have that I don't have? And she had self-confidence. Mm -hmm. She had the belief that she would meet her soulmate and her husband. She knew, and she, she attracted somebody who truly cherished and loved and adored his wife and put her first. And he had wonderful role models, which most of us don't have, but his parents had been married 47 years. And he, his father, <laughs> none of us have that, right? right? I mean, my, my parents have been married 61 years right. and they're amazing and wonderful. And, um, they're traditionalists. They're in the eighties. So I wouldn't necessarily want a lot of the things that the similarities from their relationship, because it's, it's, you know, very typical for their generation and they do love each other very much. And I love them very much. My mom just turned 80 and we all flew to Salt Lake city and surprised her for her birthday. <laughs> But yeah, I just, I, I sat there and I thought, okay, what is it though? Why don't I have self-confidence? Um, I have my own business. I, my kids are doing okay. I am supporting myself. And I thought, okay, well, what is it do I need to do? Or what could I work on? Well, how could I grow? And how could I learn in order to feel that confidence? There's no other way to do it. It's all an inside job, right? Mm -hmm. So I made a list. I literally made a list on my phone on, my, on the way home, on the air, on the plane, home from that wedding. And I put it in four categories. And I, and I, I truly believe that making these little shifts to what I can control, I can control my own growth. I can control my own um, learn what I learn. I want to learn so that I can attract better relationships. I want to learn so that I can be a better mom. I want to attract a great relationship because I would, I want my children to see a healthy relationship. I would love for, to be a model for that. I would love to have a complete family. I used to say that my family wasn't complete. Of course it was complete. And the three of us were, it was a beautiful thing in a beautiful eight years that we had together when it was just the three of us. But that is what drove me. I don't want to keep, once I saw the last eight years, it was basically repeating the same pattern over and over and over again. Same people are their patterns. Yep. People are their patterns. So as soon as I, I got so tired of that, I'm like, what is it? You know, what can I do? Not what is it about them? How much time did I waste going, well, why? That's so weird. He was such a disappointment. Oh, well, he didn't tell the truth about that. 
you know, he wasn't really being honest. And so flip that script back to yourself. What am I not being honest about? So obviously if I keep tracking somebody who's not honest and who's pretending to be something that they're not, why do I keep attracting that? What can I do? Where am I not really telling the truth? What am I not fully disclosing? Not full disclosure 24 seven on the first date, (laughs) but you know, what am I, what am I hiding when we, when we hold back our feelings or our true feelings, uh, we are, that is manipulation in some way that is lying, right? Mm-hmm. Not on purpose. I don't think we're doing it. I, don't, I wasn't purposely going out there saying I'm going to deceive somebody and live happily ever after. <laughs> I truly wanted love. I mean, we all do. Of course, we all truly want to be loved. Every, even if you admit it or not, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to admit that. Hey guys, Michelle here with a word from one of our sponsors. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. For a limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at Soberlink.com and mentioning Moms Moving On. Drive safe. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do anything, I have to ask, have you not joined the Moms Moving On membership community yet? This is the place I created for anybody looking for the benefits of coaching without having to commit to a high coaching fee. I've rounded up my go-to experts to put together curated content just for you, including free monthly webinars with me, self-confidence boosters, co-parenting tips and strategies, heartbreak advice, divorce anxiety relief, legal advice from top U.S. attorneys and mediators, financial advice, ebooks to help you on your journey, journal prompts and worksheets, discounts for all my favorite brands. The list goes on and on and on. And all of this at only $9.99 a month. Yep, you heard that right. $9.99 a month to be connected to women all over the world who are going through exactly what you're going through and to connect with me. Go to momsmovingon.com slash become a member and join us today. This leads me to believe that you are a everything, everything happens for a reason person. Everyone was put in your life for a reason. I love believing that. And I choose to believe that because it's, there's so much strength to that instead of like the victim or the victim, you're the victim of your circumstances and, and, oh, this keeps happening. Or why is this that way? Why is that this way? But there's so much more strength and so much more power in saying, oh man, if there's a reason, if there is a reason for everything, if there is a reason for every person being put into my life, hmm, well, that's really powerful. Well, what is it? Hey, then we can be on a discovery and then we can find that out. Say, wow, that person taught me that. Sometimes we just- You can always connect dots that that you're like, okay, that makes sense, right? Like had I not 
made the shit show mistakes that I made in my 20s that led me to a head-on car collision that led me to moving down to Miami. Like I wouldn't have my daughter. Had I not married my ex, I wouldn't have my new husband. Like all, all of the dots come together. And I, it bothers me when people can't admit that things happen for a reason. I know. Well, I love that perspective because it's really helped me. It's, it's just helped me so much. So now that I've had so much evidence in my life where just, just looking at it and saying, let, let's just t- take a step back and t- kind of take a, you know, a, a bird's eye view of what happened and say, hmm, well, I learned what I didn't want or what I don't want. I learned how I don't want to be maybe. I'm going to really try hard to, to be better in that area and, you know, to have more patience to, you know, take more responsibility for everything in my life. How can I take more responsibility? How, you know, what can I learn? And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a huge shift. That one shift, just like you said, um, changes everything. Yeah. You know, when I realized I had really fully done the work when I, so in my first marriage, whenever something was bothering me, I never really looked deep enough inside to figure out what it was or what triggered it, right? So I just blamed my ex-husband. Like, I feel this way because of you. Now that I am evolved and healing and all of that, when I'm having an issue, I can say to my husband, I feel this way, but this is all me. This has nothing to do with you. Like being able to understand that I am in control of my emotions and I don't feel a certain way because of another person. I feel a certain way because of what's going on inside. That has meant all the difference for me. And I want to say that that's the greatest I've learned. Um, I guess if my ex was my teacher, I learned that. How about you? What are the three biggest lessons you've learned from your greatest teacher? Oh man. You know what? I have to say first and foremost, you know, he taught me how to have fun. He's very childlike and always laughing and always joking and always, you know, using humor as, is a great tool as well. So I want to start off with that. Um, second of all, I would do the same thing. If something wasn't going exactly how I wanted it, or if he wasn't doing exactly what I wanted him to do, or I expected him to do, first of all, you know, check in with your expectations, you know, why are you expecting? <laughs> um, and then I would act out. Same. I would do something that would piss him off. Same. I remember one fight. I don't even, I have no idea what it was about, but I know the thing that would make him the most mad. And he said this before. I don't think I ever like went, did this before, but if he's like, don't ever go to a bar by yourself, like sit at the bar by yourself. And I'm like, I don't even know why he said that or why I even, it's not like a thing I do. I don't, I, I'm not a, I'm a social creature. I like to go out with my friends. Um, So that's exactly what I did. I immediately drove down to the first dive bar down the street from our apartment and just sat there at the bar, you know, (laughs) talking to all the guys that are sitting just to piss them off. Yeah. (laughs) That's really healthy. And um, I think he, he taught me that I truly do want to be on a growth path. I don't want to be the same person I am 20 years ago, or I was 20 years ago. And I, and I, I'm still not, you know, where I want to be. And I'm still becoming the you know person that I really truly want to become. And I have a long, long way to go. And that's, what's beautiful is that, um, I truly want to learn the next thing and read the next book and, 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 you know, and, and evolve. And there's nothing wrong. If you don't want to, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you have, he has the same friends as he had for his entire life. They're exactly, exactly the same people. He's almost 50. 
what's wrong with that? Nothing. It's just not for me. That's and he and he showed me. I really do want to grow and learn, and um, you know, add more value and create amazing relationships. And you you have you can't do that without doing the work on yourself. Yeah. Like being able, yeah, being able to say what you just said. I feel this way, mm-hmm. and you can just stop there. <laughs> right. It's when not fault. It, it was always my there was so much of my expectations that I dumped on my ex that was so unfair for him that I, I knew he couldn't meet. And then I would also get mad at him for not being able to meet without getting mad at myself or even setting those expectations. That was like my toxic trait. And now it's so different. I mean, but I could not have gotten out of that web without doing the work and without Mm -hmm. having been with somebody who showed me that I needed to do the work. Yeah. About that constant projecting and that constant, you know, blaming and that constant shame and disappointment that they, they can, obviously they can see your disappointment and your anger. Um, so, you know, they probably take a step back. He'd want to stay away as much as possible. He's like, Oh, I'll, you know, I got to work late. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, just like stay away from me because why I wasn't making him feel good about himself. Right. And I definitely don't want to be that kind of partner and wife either and learn those communication like learn how to talk learn how to speak what's really truly on your heart well it seems like you're doing things right now you look so happy and beautifully in love with john right yes thank you and i'm so glad that you've been able to learn the lessons that you've needed to learn in order to get to this place because it's not an easy place to get to No, it's not. And I was going to look up the statistic because I know it's a very high percentage of second marriages that don't, that that fail as well. That don't succeed. 60. Mm -hmm. And that's what I truly wanted to make sure that I avoided. (laughs) And I really wanted to learn And it's, 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 you know, takes two to tango, learn how to speak my mind and learn how to, you know, speak from my heart with kindness and love and learn to, you know, to, talk about conflicts and differences. You're not, we're not identical twins. We're very similar. Right. I think, similar it's, right. I think it's wouldn't important right. to remember that you don't have to be on the same page about everything. So long as you know how to communicate and work through issues together. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing for me to do. And I, so I'm, I'm, I'm always perpetually learning how to do that better every single day. Well, you should be proud of yourself. And I know it makes all the difference in your relationship. And it also sets a great example for your kiddos. Thank you. That's what I truly wanted them to see is a, a partnership in every, in every, you know, uh, definition of the word. Well, Let's I just have that. a dream. Let's have goals. Yeah. I love that you Thank have you. all this going on for you. And I think, I feel like we probably followed a very similar path and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 packing a lot of that childhood stuff. Um, but I'm so glad we've connected and I'm glad our listeners now know you. What is the one piece of advice you would give to a mom who is on the brink of moving on? Just seek clarity. Just sit still and seek clarity about really truly what your heart desires and what you want to create for your life. Because it looks different for all every one of us. It sure does. And I talk to single moms and I just tell them, what is it that you really want to create? Is it, you want a cowboy? You want a ranch? You want a singer? You want to sing together? Do you want to dance? Um, Because truly, if you really get clear about it and then, you know, make small little steps towards becoming that person that you really want to become, that's the secret 
to attracting the person that you've always wanted to have and you've always wanted to be with is to truly just work on yourself, just work on what you really want, but also get really clear, Um, you know, and keep notes. I put all of my, all of the things that I wanted to create, I call it my soulmate list. I put it in my, in the notes of my phone. So it's in front of me all the time. And when you're my interview today, that talks about putting it out there into a note onto a piece of paper. It's so important. It is. It helps you focus on it, right? Because if you don't look at it, you don't read it, you don't remember. And then you're always constantly learning. So as you go out and you have a date and a two or another relationship, and you talk about, you figure out what you've learned and what you really want to create. You go, oh, I didn't know that. Well, a new experience teaches you something new. I really want that in my marriage. I want that to create that in my life. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's really your list. I was telling my brother yesterday, he's shared with me his list. He's like, what am I forgetting? What else do I need to put on there? And I said, well, honey, this list is for you. So if you want someone who has a great relationship with your parents, what can you do to make your relationship with your parents better? If you want someone who has faith and is reading as a constant learner, what book are you reading? What are you learning right now? And um, it's such a powerful, powerful tool. Then you have a, then you have, you're, you are moving on. You have a a goal, a little step to take right now. I'm going to read 10 pages today Mm -hmm. of, you know, of Michelle's book. And um, that keeps you focused on the the future and what you really want to create. And it it helps you believe that it's possible too. The transfer of energy, you're taking something from here and literally putting it out into the world. And I believe in it wholeheartedly. Everyone who works with me or follows me knows journaling for me is, is a very critical part of the moving on process because it did help me do that. So yeah, so many good tidbits here today, Karen, where can everybody find you? My website is mrskarenstanley.com. And um, the book is on Amazon and I will link it. Oh, thank you. Yes. And I just um, actually just released the audio version. So for it's on Audible and and iBooks as well. If you like to, if you like to listen to books, very excited about that. And um, yeah, Instagram official Mrs. Karen Stanley. And thank you so much. I I appreciate you so much. You're welcome so much. I appreciate that you were here. And for those of you listening, I appreciate you as well. Don't forget to write in, say hello, tell us what it is that you love about the podcast, leave a review, share a topic suggestion, info at momsmovingon.com. If you need me, have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.